Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! feels like fall, and as of last night, baseball season in the city of Missoula and around the Treasure State officially over. But football season in full force, and it's a homecoming weekend here in Missoula. Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN Montana app. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, no matter how you are following along, I'm Coulter Nuanez coming to you live from the Missoula Broadcasting Studios here uh, in the Garden City, uh, the ESPN Montana studio to be specific, uh, but here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company, Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years and proud to say so. Ton to get to today. Uh, The news of the day around here, last evening, the Missoula Paddleheads fell to the Grand Junction Rockies uh, 10-4, And uh, a disappointing loss for the Paddleheads because it's a season-ending loss for the Paddleheads. So despite what was an utterly unbelievable season in which they won nearly three-quarters of their games, an unheard-of and unprecedented winning percentage with all sorts of Pioneer League records across the board, uh, but they they fall last night to Grand Junction, and so the, uh, the Paddleheads... Uh, season comes to an end. We'll get to that a little later on in the show, about 530. Uh, we'll take you through it and analyze it. Uh, but a ton to get to between now and then. A couple Tuesday staples like we often have around here. We'll have our Treasure State Stars highlighting some of the best individual performances uh, throughout the Treasure State. That will wrap up our number one. 
uh, a hint. We had a couple uh, great football performances, including Montana Natives, but also a couple new records uh, for the uh, for half marathons run on soil. So this is cool. Appreciate uh, Trisha Drobek from uh, Run Wild Missoula for passing on the news of the day in the running community. So we'll feature that in our Treasure State Stars as well. And then to get hour number two kicked off, got a treat for you. Justin Engel, University of Montana business professor. Uh, he's on sabbatical right now because he's writing a book uh, to the envy of me and uh, some others, I'm sure. <laughs> but he'll join us in studio at 5 o'clock for a business angle. The overlay between business and sports uh, should be a fun conversation. And uh, then about 5.30, we will wrap up the Missoula Paddleheads uh, season and give you all the uh, the highlights and a little synopsis on what was a, a heartbreaking end to an otherwise uh, truly banner year. There you go. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. No matter what real estate question you might have, in uh, Western Montana. Give Brent and his team a call today. I know uh, a lot of times the uh, the most recent sport that you watched on a Tuesday as we uh, get started here on Nuanas Now each afternoon is Monday Night Football. I was watching a little Monday Night Football last night but not the one that was on national television, not the Bills destroying the Tennessee Titans, not the Philadelphia Eagles making the Minnesota Vikings look utterly hapless, and further confirming my point of why Kirk Cousins is the worst quarterback situation in the National Football League. No, in fact, I was watching uh, the Bulldogs down there at Fort Missoula. My uh, nephew Ellis, six years old, playing in the first grade league, First game of the year, a little flag football action. Uh, cool, fun experience. You know, I don't have kids myself, uh, but my brother does have uh, two awesome little boys that uh, are just two of my best buddies, and I just I love hanging out with them, and it was fun. You know, first football game of your life. That's pretty cool. You know, definitely, uh, definitely was fun to be down there at the fort, and what a great facility. What what a cool facility that is. Uh, how lucky we are to have that facility here. In Missoula. That's all to say, though, I did get home. And, of course, I did catch the second half of uh, the Vikings game. You know, first of all, I'm not foolish enough to – I put money on the Vikings in week one because I knew at home uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming to town, I thought they'd have a pretty good shot because of a new head coach. Aaron Rodgers always plays bad in week one and then always figures out a way to win 13 or 14 games after that. I don't know. It must be all the journeys he goes on in the offseason or something. But regardless, I thought the Vikings had a good shot against the Pack in week one. Uh, I also thought the Vikings were decided uh, almost certainly not going to win uh, last night against the Eagles. Why is that? It's not that, I, you know, I, like I always tell you, you people, I have very little rooting interest left in sports. The only one rooting interest I really have is the Vikings, but I also am very realistic about them because, I don't know, I have a sickness. I can't look at sports through anything but an objective angle. And as I used to always tell our great friend Ryan Tutel, a former co-host of this show, who, by the way, 
will make his return to College Game Day. He's come back on this show several times, where he'll be helping us out with our College Game Day broadcast on Saturday. We'll be coming to you from 11.30 until 1, leading up to Montana's 2 p.m. homecoming kickoff against Portland State. But as I used to always tell Ryan, more than having bragging rights of, you know, quote-unquote, my team winning, more than... Uh, anything, the, the only thing that I really want at the end of a sporting event is to have been right. That's what I root for. My stance, my opinion, my take, my analysis, my truth, to be correct. I I, I was uh, 100% knew that the Minnesota Vikings would not win last night. Why? Well, first of all, I'm high on the Eagles. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are uh, not just the front runner to win the NFC East. I also think that they are certainly in the mix, and if they keep getting better, if their young quarterback, Jalen Hurts, keeps getting better, I think that they are in the mix to win the the NFC, for sure. I think they could make a run at the Super Bowl. I I think that they're very, very good. I also thought that if there's any team in the league that can match up with the Vikings, I mean, the the weapon for the Vikings this year is going to be Justin Jefferson. He has already shown that he's one of the best uh, offensive weapons in football. I think that that has uh, a chance to con- not only continue but elevate. And that's in spite of his quarterback. But I thought that Philadelphia had a, a great matchup. Not a great matchup. They had, there's one. There's only a few guys in the league that can hang with Justin Jefferson. Darius Slay is one of them. Darius Slay is one of the guys, like, when I'm always getting frustrated about the the quarterback-driven and almost quarterback-exclusive narrative that the national media feeds the general public, it's guys like Darius Slay that I wish more football, common, everyday, run-of-the-mill, casual football fans knew about. Darius Slay is an unbelievable player. I thought his post-game press conference was awesome. He said, hey, I had a lot of comments coming into this game because I know Justin Jefferson is one of the best in the world. And he said, guess what? I'm one of the best in the world, too. I love that. I love that uh, response. And uh, he responded in a big way. He did a good job on Justin Jefferson. But now I'm just meandering around the actual real point. The real point is, if the football game is in primetime, and it's on national TV, and Kirk Cousins is playing quarterback in it, bet the farm that Kirk Cousins is going to lose. This is my biggest point of contention with the Minnesota Vikings and with Kirk Cousins. You can talk about stats, yards, what throws you can or can't make. You've been watching the NFL the last two weeks? There's a reason there's only four 2-0 teams. I guess five now with the Eagles. I guess six now with the Bills. Sorry. There was four as of yesterday's show with Coach Marty in here, and then they moved to six. But there's a reason there's only six 2-0 teams. There's also a reason that out of the 32 games in the NFL played so far this year, 16 favorites have covered and 16 underdogs have covered. Because almost every game in the NFL comes down to the last four minutes. It comes down to the fourth quarter. It comes down to winning time. So your 4,500-yard seasons and your you know, million fantasy points and all that. You can shove it. I don't care about any of it. How do you operate in big games? How do you operate in clutch moments? How do you operate when the lights are the brightest? 
That's what matters when it comes to playing quarterback in the National Football League. You want to know who's better than Kirk Cousins at that? About 25 guys in the NFL. I, I, I'm never going to stop yelling about this because it's I, I keep on saying it, but it's not that I think that Kirk Cousins is the worst quarterback in the National Football League. It's that I think he's the worst quarterback situation because he is kind of good. But he's never good in the biggest moments. And I just couldn't believe some of the throws that he made. The reason he's one of the worst quarterback situations in the league is because if you watched the game last night and you saw the horrific uh, game management and some of the just back asswards mistakes that he was making, I mean, the 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 chuck it up to the end zone and, and get lucky that you don't get it picked off and do, do the same thing and throw a pick on the very next play. I mean, it's just amateur. But the reason it's the worst quarterback situation in the NFL is the guy's making almost $40 million this year. It's crazy. That's what gets you stuck up a creek is when you're paying a guy like that, you can't pay anybody else. Or you, you can't pay a lot of other guys. And the Vikings have done a pretty good job of fortifying their offensive line and their defense despite paying, despite Kirk Cousins being the single most overpaid player in the National Football League. But I just, I still will never back down from this. It's the worst quarterback situation in the league. I would rather have Daniel Jones, Mitch Trubisky. And again, I think those guys are way worse than Kirk Cousins. But guess what? You got those guys, you get to be way worse. The Vikings are just fast-tracking towards another just thrilling 7-10 and 10 season and just another great 8-9. and nine. Can't wait. Maybe they'll get to 9-8. and eight. You know, if Dalvin Cook doesn't get hurt, sure, maybe they'll get to 9-8. and eight. And they'll be in the mix, uh, you know, all the way down the stretch. And then Kirk Cousins will get another primetime game. He'll wing it into the stands a million times. And we'll be sitting here with all the bloviating fantasy football people ranking him as the 13th best quarterback in the NFL, and I'll be sitting here screaming about how yet your ceiling, maybe maybe this is a, a contrast to my point. Actually, your ceiling and your floor, if you got Kirk Cousins as quarterback, is fully defined. If you're fine with that, if you're fine with your floor being 7-10 and 10 and your ceiling being 9-8, and eight, great. Have fun. I'm just so over it. I can't believe it. I love Dalvin Cook. I love Justin Jefferson. I love so much about what the Minnesota Vikings got going on right now. Uh, It's been sort of just complete great fortune for me as my uh, affinity for them from being a little kid all the way through now. They've also happened to have some of the great players in the league and some of my favorite players in the league, and that remains true. They just – they the quarterback – It just drives me nuts. I'm sorry I had to get it off my chest. Thanks for listening to me. I know that you're probably tired of hearing me rant about this. But I will say, (laughs) it's definitely one of the things that all you people out there in the community remember, though, because it's what I hear from you when when I see you in public. It's what I hear from you. So, you know, appreciate you for at least rubbing it in. Last year during the pregame tailgate show, so funny, had a a loyal listener bring us – some Kirk Cousins cards, <laughs> some trading cards. Thanks. 
I think they're still in the RV somewhere that we broadcast off the back of. I didn't put them in a sleeve in a case like I do with most of my prized card possessions. In fact, they they probably look like crumpled up bookmarks or cards from the 1950s when you put them in the the bicycle spokes. Okay, I got to get off this. I, I could seriously scream about this for two hours, I think, because I just can't believe that there's people out there that I can't believe there's people out there that want to argue with me about this point. If you want to argue, go watch last night and then come back to me with some valid arguments. The dude melts when the lights are the brightest. The dude melts when the game's on the line. Or the dude just gets a 24-7 deficit and can't do anything to come back and uh, and fix it. That's all I got on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Bills look like a juggernaut. The national media sitting there, though, and talking about how they are potentially, uh, you know, fast-tracking to go undefeated. I don't know about that. That's, uh, that's way too soon. They got a tough schedule, but... Um, The Bills do look very good. The Titans have some real issues. The Minnesota Vikings are what they are, and they're always going to be as long as they're paying that guy that money on that team, no matter who their coach is, the skill guys, whatever. Uh, but on a positive note, uh, Andrews Philadelphia Eagles look very good, and uh, Jalen Hurts, who our guy Marty Mornaweg, our NFL uh, lead analyst, who joins me every Monday during the uh, 5 o'clock hour, for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. He has advocated for and uh, very much um, gone to bat for Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts looked good last night. He looked really good, and I think he fits he fits the attitude and the identity of the team, and he also uh, is, is rising and developing in his skill. Before we get to some high school football, Andrew, uh, just, just your thoughts. I mean, Philadelphia... Sitting there at two and zero, uh, and they got a lot of components. They got great depth on the defensive front. They got a lights out secondary. They got one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in football. And oh, by the way, this kid uh, out of Oklahoma that people thought maybe couldn't play, he can play a little bit. Well, they looked really good, Coulter. How about that defense? How about that crowd? You had all the Philadelphia celebrities in attendance. There's a little buzz around this team. And I think it's justified. You know, I watched most of the second half of that game when they were already in control. Looked like they were trying to give it away a couple times. The Vikings had the blocked field goal. Vikings had the ball down in the red zone a couple times. Eagles never panicked, never looked like it was going to go bad. Now, a lot of that was on Kirk Cousins throwing the ball to Darius Slay instead of his receivers. But I thought it looked really good, and I'm feeling pretty confident this morning. Well, as you should... And, uh, you know, although I have very little rooting interest left, I got a lot of root against interest left <laughs> when it comes to pro sports. And I'll tell you the teams that I root against the most, they're all in the NFC East besides the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think by de- I think just by default, uh, the, the Eagles might be like my, uh, they're certainly one of my favorite NFC teams because I, I, I root against all the teams in the NFC North. I root against all the teams in the NFC East besides the Eagles. And, uh, you know, it's hard for me to like anything about the NFC South except for Troy Anderson. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Eagles are my second favorite. No, that's not true. The San Francisco 49ers are definitely my second favorite uh, NFC and NFL team. But I'm happy for Jalen Hurts, man. I think that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, uh, I think it's a good story. And, and I think it's uh, a testament to having patience. Well, welcome to the team, Coulter. We'll get you an Alex Singleton throwback jersey from a couple years ago. <laughs> That's good. Singleton played great on Monday. Uh, the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, and his uh, clock management. I mean, 
I know there's a lot of things in sports that are way more complicated than they seem. There's also some things in sports that aren't more complicated than they seem. Clock management is is it is what it is. I know that there's a lot of pressure when you're in the middle of an NFL game. Learn how to call your timeouts. You, you, you can't leave timeouts on the board in a one-score game. Nathaniel Hackett has a long ways to go in figuring it out, uh, how to uh, operate the timeouts within the scope uh, of a football game. It's Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. I'm Coulter Nuanez, coming to you through the ESPN Montana studio. You want to be a part of the show? Uh, thanks for the great texts already. Uh, one listener texts in, Kirk Cousins took over the Andy Dalton position as the NFL QB Meridian. If your QB is better, you keep him. If he's worse, you get rid of him. I agree to a certain extent. The one thing I would add to that, though, is if you don't get rid of him, you don't pay him the highest guaranteed contract in NFL history. I know that statistic is not valid anymore, but that was the stat when Kirk Cousins first signed his his initial deal with Minnesota. The largest amount of guaranteed money uh, in NFL history. It's asinine. I can't believe it happened. Let's talk about some positive stuff. Prep Extra, presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. I didn't even tell you about our fun guest coming up here in about 10 minutes. Dane Broadhead, he is... A first-year head coach there at Helena High. Interesting that there's several first-year head coaches uh, around Class AA. Uh, first-year head coach at Flathead, at Belgrade, uh, at Great Falls, and at Helena. Interesting task for Coach Broadhead as well uh, because he takes over a program that's had uh, two head coaches since I've really even known about Helena High. I mean, Tony Arnston was there for, I think, 27 years, and as the head coach for the Bengals, and then Scott Evans, who was Tony Arnston's head assistant for uh, a long time, decade plus, then he took over for the last five years. So basically over the last 30-plus years, it's been two guys operating the Bengals. So it's an interesting deal for for Broadhead to uh, to take it over. But he, he's been there. He's been in the high school. He's been a PE teacher there at Helena High. And uh, he's doing a great job. Three-and-one start for the Bengals, and they are in Missoula to take on Sentinel. So here's what we're going to do on Tuesdays. I know sometimes it gets a little bit redundant and or just flat boring for me to just rip through scores. I think it makes our brains go numb and and you don't really get to compartmentalize any of it. So what I'm going to do is we'll give you the the pertinent scores of the weekend on Mondays as part of the Montana Football Hour. And then we'll give you 10 things you need to know about around the world of prep football. How's that sound? Uh, Each Tuesday. Uh, to get things started off. And I, I I must say, I ranted about the NFL for far too long. <laughs> Didn't give myself as nearly as much breathing room. So maybe uh, if this spills over, we'll, we'll keep on rolling uh, throughout uh, hour number uh, two as well. But here's 10 things that you need to know about uh, high school football right now in the state of Montana. The number one storyline in the state of Montana remains the number one storyline that it has been for several years, and it's evolved a little bit, but now it's it's a real deal record chase. Missoula Sentinel defeated Kalispell Glacier on Friday, 38-31. That's now 25 straight wins for uh, the Spartans. I believe that is the uh, fourth longest winning streak in the history of AA football. 
I believe that uh, Helena Capital, uh, two different times, I've had 30-plus, and uh, Billings Senior, I also believe, was in the high 20s. I'm going to look that up for you here in just a minute. But either way, uh, the the reason it's so impressive is not only the run Sentinel's been on, also the guys that they've lost and kept on rolling, but also, probably more importantly, what they were and what high school football was in Missoula for so long. When Sentinel first won the, the championship in 2020, that was their first state championship since 1964. It was also the first state championship by a Missoula team since 1994. And it also was so in the face of what Sentinel was for a really long time. I mean, Sentinel was an embarrassment. I mean, Sentinel was the laughing stock of Class AA for, for a really long time. They had a, an impossible uh, ability to really get anything going there. Even if they would have a good individual talent from time to time, they just really had a hard time uh, fabricating any sort of uh, success. I mean, a 50-plus game losing streak in Sports Illustrated. Maybe it was a 100-game-plus losing streak. I can't even remember. Seems like ancient history, though, and that's the storyline, is that Dane Oliver has taken this from a program that was, you know, winning a game against another team from Missoula was like a banner year for Sentinel. And now they're winning all the games, and they're doing it a variety of different ways. So that's one of the things you need to know about high school football in the state of Montana. Right now in Class AA, the Spartans 4-0, Helena Capital 4-0. Those are the the two squads that remain uh, undefeated. Um, Kalispell Glacier is certainly still right there in the mix, uh, even after their loss to Sentinel. They're a very good team as well. They will be there down to the end. Great Falls CMR is also 3-1, and one, and Helena High is 3-1. and one. Uh, 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 So uh, some, some good starts to some teams that we sort of expected uh, to be good. So that's your second thing you need to know. Two undefeated teams left in Class AA, Helena Capital and Missoula Sentinel, the two teams to make it through the first month of the season undefeated. Hamilton High School, uh, they still are riding their uh, winning streak after uh, another lopsided uh, win this last weekend. So they extend it. Uh, Andrew, I know you, you talked to, to Tyson Bowder, uh, Hamilton's quarterback, who, by the way, I'll give you a, a spoiler alert. He is one of our Treasure State stars for this week because he's been playing great football. But uh, two things. Remind me who Hamilton beat this week and two, uh, what, what's their winning streak at? Because I can't remember how many rounds of the Class A playoffs is at. I think, I think Hamilton is now at... 15, 16, maybe 17 straight wins. But who, who did they beat this last week? Butte Central, is that correct? That is correct. Butte Central. Uh, so that they are now 4-0 this year. And I believe that they're on a 15-game winning streak. I think there was an 11-game season last year. Maybe maybe it was 12, though. I can't remember. But either way, uh, winning streak dating back to last year. So you have your AA champions and your uh, A champions still undefeated now a month into this football season as well. Your fourth thing to know about high school football in the state of Montana Florence, the Class B defending state champs, their streak is over. They lost to a very talented uh, Boulder team. That's Jefferson County for those keeping track at home. Uh, 34-27 it was a great game. It was really fun to follow on Twitter. It was back and forth. Uh, but Florence, they, they have their winning streak snapped. Um, 
But they're still absolutely a, if not the contender in Class B. They have the best quarterback in the state, I think, all classifications in Patrick Shane Jr. And uh, still got some talent. So, uh, and, and they know how to win as well. They still got that winning mentality. Item number five for what you need to know about the uh, the world of high school football. So, Ham- uh, Andrew confirms eleven wins last year for Hamilton. So they got fifteen in a row uh, right now. Uh, Tidbit number five, as I mentioned, Dave Broadhead. He and the Helena High Bengals are off to a 3-1 and one start, but there's more to it than that. We'll go through it with him here in just about 10 minutes. Uh, but they've been some incredibly close games there uh, for Helena High, but they've been they figured out a way to win three of them in a row. Thing number six to know about high school football in the state of Montana, Lewistown still has the magic. The uh, Fergus County Eagles, they went through a tragedy last year when they had a couple young people from the high school, including some football guys, get a terrible car wreck and, and had a couple guys pass away. And uh, as so often we see tragedy uh, sort of inspire triumph in remembrance of those that we lost. And that's what happened last year with Lewistown as they ran all the way to the, the semifinals of the Class A playoffs. But they're still rolling this year as well. They pounded Laurel. Uh, they're one of the, they're ranked in the in the top five in, in the Class A polls uh, this last week, and uh, so they still have some magic there uh, in Fergus County. Tidbit number seven: Hellgate and Big Sky uh, they continue to struggle. Hellgate looked good in the first half against Helena High. They were up fifteen seven against the Bengals in the capital city, and uh, then they let it slip away. And Helena High rallied for a forty two fifteen win. Big Sky uh, after their overtime win at Billings Skyview. Uh, it's been tough sledding for the Eagles. They gave up 50-plus to both Glacier and Capital. Granted, two of the three best teams in the state, uh, but Big Sky's having a hard time finding their footing as well. Uh, tidbit number eight. In Class B, with Florence getting knocked off, who are the, the main contenders in Class B? Well, I still think the Falcons are right there. I think Jefferson County, who beat them, are also right there. I think Townsend is very good at the, in the Class B ranks as well. Uh, but who else can rise up? Missoula Loyola has been a little bit up and down. Uh, Manhattan has always had a strong program, but they've been struggling uh, th- this season so far. Uh, Columbus and Big Timber had a, had a good game this last week with Big Timber coming out on top in that one. I think they both could be contenders. So I think the Class B, last year, Florence was was straight dominant, and they, they rolled uh, to that Class B title. They still have a great quarterback. They still have a great coach. I think, though, that Class B is there's a lot of contenders, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, who rises up. Tidbit number nine Flint Creek is still rolling. The Drummond Phillipsburg co op, they've been so good, uh, even though with the departure of Mike Cutler, who was the, the head coach there for a while, uh, he retired, and uh, they still keep on keeping on. They scored 60 plus this last weekend. They're undefeated again. And uh, definitely one of the top teams in Class C8, man. So uh, don't sleep on the Trojans. Uh, it seems like even though they've had to, to consolidate with Phillipsburg, the drum and football culture remains. They're still getting some good players out of Phillipsburg as well. And uh, it's amazing. The concept of culture is such a, an elusive one and hard to describe. To be able to cultivate it and maintain it in tiny little towns like Drummond and Phillipsburg, it shows you that it's real. It shows you that it's a real element. You know, the expectation of winning, 
the formula to get it done, the training, the recruitment, the development, uh, all that sort of stuff. I think number 10 uh, to know about high school football in the state of Montana, don't sleep on Billings West. They had a tough start to their season. They opened with a loss to uh, Billings West. Or excuse me, Billings West opened with a loss to Missoula Sentinel. Sorry. Those two teams have become synonymous for bookending the season with their openers and their closers. They've played for the state championship two years in a row. They've opened each of the last two seasons against each other. West uh, also lost to Capital, uh, but now they got to go in a little bit. They've won two in a row, and uh, they're sitting there at two and two. So uh, don't sleep on Billings West. Uh, last thing here when it comes to uh, the who, what, when, where, why of high school football in the state of Montana. Uh, here's this week's Treasure State Media Poll, which we vote in uh, here at ESPN Radio. There's 17 voting media outlets. Uh, 406 MT Sports does a, a poll there with their sports writers. But this is a collaboration of myself and some other radio guys as well as uh, some television uh, reporters as well. So 17 voters in this. Uh, Missoula Sentinel, number one this week. Helena Capital, number two. Uh, Sentinel had 83 points. Capital had 70 points. Glacier, a distant third with 37 points. CM Russell there at uh, fourth with 19 points. And then Helena High, fifth uh, with 17 points. The way I voted this week was Sentinel, Capital, Glacier, same as the the poll uh, revealed. And then I had Helena High at fourth. And I actually had Billings West at fifth. I know CMR is three and one and West is two and two. But I think that uh, – and, and CMR has been good. They just also have had some pretty lopsided victories over Belgrade and Skyview who are uh, toward the bottom of both the East and the AA in general. Billings West, Gallatin High, and Bozeman also received votes. So Sentinel got 15 out of the 17 first-place votes. So there you go. That's your Treasure State Media Poll. Thanks to uh, Tyler Smith for collaborating that and putting it all together and uh, getting those things uh, all compiled for us. Uh, so we can use it for conversation and fodder here on ESPN Radio. Nuanas now. More high school football and more high school sports uh, throughout the rest of this first hour. We'll talk to Dane Broadhead. He's the first-year head coach of Helena High. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I've been listening to hip-hop all morning because I did a little double down. I've been... Uh, I've been a- I've been reading a ton about the instinct 
and uh, naturalistic wiring of humans. And one of the things that I have learned is about tracing your ancestry and aligning the where you come from with how you sleep. I won't bore you with the details. I find it infinitely fascinating. That's all to say that I've been uh, doing my absolute best to rise before the sun. I'm on uh, week three here of... uh, between 5.30 and 6 a.m. alarms. I know a lot of you out there are even earlier than that, and I, I got mad respect for you. Uh, I fell into the work late, stay up late, uh, sleep in late, because when you work at newspapers, your deadline's midnight, so you don't get off work till 1, and then you're all wired, and so you don't have to go work the next day, though, till the afternoon, so messes you all up. It got me stuck in that forever. That's all to say, then, I've been also trying to hit these uh, workout classes over there at the Hype House, whether it's spin or strength or whatever, and uh, those ladies, they play the fire hip-hop. So I got a bunch of uh, – it was an old-school day, so I got a bunch of old-school songs stuck in my head. Thanks for uh, thanks for inspiring me and getting me going this morning, ladies. Appreciate the gals over there at the uh, Hype House. I also appreciate you for listening to all my silly stories about myself. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Coming to you from the ESPN Montana studio. Stay tuned in about uh, – I don't know – about 15, 20 minutes. We got some free Tagliari Deli for you. But first, how about some more high school football? Well, happy now for our latest edition of our Prep Extra, featuring high school coverage from around the state of Montana. And we keep it on the football field because it's the heart of football season. And we're joined now by Helena High head coach Dane Broadhead. This is his first season there at Helena High. The Bengals off to a 3-1 and start. And they have the daunting task of coming to Missoula to take on two-time defending state champion Missoula Sentinel on Friday night. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. How you doing? You bet. I'm great. No, I appreciate you having me on. It's an uh, exciting time, like you said, right in the meat of the schedule. It's a, a great time to be a football fan in the state of Montana, no doubt. Well, we had uh, several different coaches from various classifications on here uh, through the preseason, and we've been doing updates uh, throughout this season as well. Uh, but you're one of a couple first-year head coaches here uh, in the state of Montana at the AA level. So just tell people about your background here. Uh, wh- what led you uh, to Helena High, and then what's uh, what's your football life been like leading up to this point? Yeah, you bet. So I'll uh, maybe just go in reverse. Uh, yeah, I've been at Helena High. This is my ninth year. Uh, I spent four years coaching under Coach Evans, uh, the previous four under Coach Arnson when I first got to Helena High. Um, Originally from Idaho, I grew up in a little town called Paul, Idaho, just east of Twin Falls, went to Minico High School, um, played for a a very successful head coach down there. Tim Perigo was a great, you know, big influence in my life. Um, Ended up playing playing ball at Carroll uh, under Coach Van Deese, Coach Howlett specifically on offense, and uh, yeah, took a took a teaching job in Idaho back uh, back home. Coached at Minico and taught for a year, and then uh, jobs opened up at Helena High. Uh, my student taught here, so that that was kind of the connection uh, specifically to Helena High. So yeah, I threw my name in the hat. Ended up getting a, a PE job here, and uh, I've been here ever since. And uh, loving life as a Bengal. Well, it's an interesting dynamic, too, because uh, there's been 
a lot of high schools that have had a lot of turnover and a lot of high schools that have only had a couple coaches during my pretty much lifetime. And, and Helena High is one of the latter. I mean, it, it was uh, Tony Arnston and, and uh, Scott Evans, and, that, and that's it pretty much over the last 30 years there at Helena High. So is that daunting, uh, taking over a program that's had such consistent leadership? Uh, honestly, for me, it was it was the you know one of the best things that could have happened. You know the the program where Scott left it, and and you know from Tony, you know he kind of built it. And those two worked together. You know Scott was the D coordinator for for twenty plus, and then took over as the head. But you know those those two were kind of the founding fathers of, of modern day Helena High football. And and man, the program was just left in such a, a great spot. You know it was basically one of those deals. You know you get the the keys to it and you're just trying to keep the car on the track to keep things things rolling you know we've done things a little different you know obviously every every new coach that comes in is going to have a little different spin on it but boy the foundation was there and to be honest with you it made the transition for for me from assistant to head now uh very smooth dean broadhead joining us he's the first year head coach for the helena high Bengals. they take on Missoula Sentinel on Friday night, but they're off to a three and one start. So coach, let's talk about that start. Uh, it has been crazy. You have a, a field goal loss to, to Great Falls High in the opener, a good Great Falls High team that has some of the best uh, individual talent uh, in the state of Montana, uh, led by Reed Harrison and Ray Flongen. And then, so a 30-27 there in, in the opener. And then you've won three in a row since then, including a one-point win over Billings Senior a one-touchdown win, 41-35 over Butte High. And then last week, you're down 15-7 to in the first half to Missoula Hellgate come roaring back and get a 42-15 to win. But uh, what's it been like coaching in all these close games? Is it a product of the style you guys play or what has made it so that it's been uh, so tooth and nail here early on in the year? Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been exciting, you know. We uh, yeah, we made things very exciting. No, no doubt, there've been some very memorable games for us, you know, early on. And and I honestly, I think it's a it's a byproduct of how competitive the AA is this year. You know, there are some some very competitive teams. You know, top to bottom, the league is, is very strong. And you know, and we knew coming into the season, you know, we we have we have some talented kids, and and we like where we're at, but we. You know, we told the guys that, that games are, are not going to be easier, and it certainly doesn't get any easier for us going forward. So, you know, and, and some of those things are, have been things that, you know, we've we've been in situations and, and positions to, you know, to win a couple games. But you look at the flip side of it, we very easily, you know, you could we could be 1-3, 0-4 right now as well. You know, a couple things don't go our way. That's, you know, kind of the margin for – for winning and losing right now in the double A, especially where we're at, you know, but uh, no, it's, it's been great. You know, the kids have been very resilient, you know, and all of these games, there have been times where, you know, it literally could have went either way and our, our kids have, have found a way to battle and, and found a, found a way to get it done these last three weeks. Prep Extra brought to you each week by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Dane Broadhead, the head coach of the Helena High Bengals, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN Montana app. His team on a three-game winning streak as they make their way uh, to Missoula to take on two-time defending state champion Sentinel on Friday night. Uh, coach, Helen High's done a great job of producing excellent talent the last several years, and quite frankly, for a really, really long time. But there's been several guys that have gone on then to play at the college ranks, and, and that always leaves 
interesting storylines in terms of who's going to step up from a playing perspective, but also, also oftentimes there's a vacuum there in leadership as well. Uh, so what have you thought of your team in terms of that element and who, uh, in your estimation, has risen up and has kind of served as, as the vocal leadership there uh, for your squad here uh, the first month of the season? Oh, no doubt. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head. We lost some very talented kids from from last year's senior class. You know, there's there's three of them playing in Missoula right now. Caden Hewitt, Chase McGurn, Marcus Evans, uh, Forrest Swirls, you know, getting reps with, with Carroll and, and Schlepp is there as well. You know, uh, uh, Josh Goldman's going to throw shot and disc at UP up in Great Falls. And, and the list kind of goes on and on. So it, it was, you know, it was one of those things when I took it over. And even before that, when we sat down and kind of looked at our, our crew, you know, and it, it's one of those deals where you had to, you know, start to identify some of those guys. And honestly, for me, you know, it, it begins and ends with your senior class, you know, in order to be successful in, in any team sport, you know, especially in football, you have to have great leadership from your seniors. So we spent a lot of time with those guys in the off season, and, and I've been very proud of, you know, the way they've stepped up because that was kind of the, the, you know, overarching theme or question, you know, that I kept getting in the off season was who's going to replace those guys. You know, that, that senior class was pretty special and who's going to fill in, you know, productivity wise. And like you said, leadership wise, but we have, we've had a lot of guys step up, you know, Kate Holland's done a, a great job at running back and linebacker for us, uh, you know, Shannon O'Brien, Dylan Chrisman, uh, you know, Charles Fox, guys on the O-line, David Burgess is a kid that nobody knew about coming into the season and how he's starting on both sides of the ball for us on offensive and defensive line. And, and secondary-wise, we've been great, too. You know, Coulter Petrie is a kid that's played safety really well. Him and R.J. Goulon are doing a great job. And in our secondary, Joey Celeskar, Tim, Tim Tamler are two outside linebacker seniors. Uh, you know, we got Carson Anderson back a couple weeks ago off a, off a foot injury and you know the list kind of goes on and on with with our senior group you know and I've, I've just been so proud of the way that they've responded and the way they've really stepped up and and started to started to take ownership in in the whole thing you know and then you had a couple other guys that are the big role players for us you know David Luby type guys and another guy that's not on the stat sheet you know Morgan Bell's a kid that that doesn't you know he's been injured and hadn't played but man just his leadership and and his role that he's taking in the locker room you know I just can't say enough about the way that those guys have responded and stepped up. Dave Broadhead joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. He's the head coach of the Helena High Bengals. And uh, Coach, let's talk about this matchup then on Friday night. Sentinel, uh, once again, seems like uh, the team to beat at the Class AA level, and uh, they're going to be the team to beat until somebody beats them. They've won 25 in a row, undefeated back-to-back years, and now off to a 4-0 start after a great win over Kalispell Glacier up in the Flathead last week. So uh, when you start watching the Spartans, you start preparing for the Spartans, what do you see when you turn on the film? Well, I think what you see, you know, obviously the, the film speaks for itself. The the talent level speaks for itself. But, you know, the one thing that sticks out to me, you know, especially you look at that game last week, you know, just, just what Coach Oliver is, has built there in terms of, of their culture and where they're at. You know, you look at a football team that – you know, I, I, you know, I'm not obviously in the locker room with those guys, but man, it just looks like to me they're at a place where 
they're not just ex- expecting to win or going into a game thinking they're going to win. You know, those those guys know they're going to win, and they're they're that good. You know, and they're that competitive. And like you said, with the target on their back, you know, they they know they're going to get everybody's best shot. You know, every single week, and and then you know, and their ability to to do that and keep producing and keep winning close games, and you know, that's a credit to credit to them, credit to the culture that that Coach Oliver's built there. Um, yeah, we got our hands full again. You know, a very talented roster. Um, you know, they've got a lot of kids. They they spread the ball around well, and a lot of different kids. When you look at the stats that are they're filling up the stat sheet, and they're they're very good up front, and they're you know very disciplined and very sound. And, and yeah, it's it's a huge challenge for us going into Missoula on on Friday night. The element of, of knowing how to win, learning how to win, that is uh, one that most sports teams at all levels and all sports chase, and very few teams figure out a way to attain it. And uh, it is something that Sentinel has captured. The most fascinating part of them and the most impressive part to me watching Sentinel over these last several years is they've had a ton of outstanding individual athletes, but they find so many different ways to win. And they, they showed that again last week so uh, what do you think of just the diversity of of what they do and does that make it difficult from your perspective game planning for them when you can't just uh, try to shut down one guy or or there's not just one guy that's kind of the straw that stirs the drink it seems like uh, they can come up with and find different ways to beat you uh, no matter what the matchup is oh 100 percent you know and and part of that is is their scheme and their system. You know, they do such a good job offensively. They run a ton of different formations at you and they, they create some matchup, you know, matchup problems for you. They put their guys in a really good position to to be successful and, and they exploit some things, you know, if you're not buttoned down defensively and not doing your job assignment alignment wise, they're gonna find a way to, to exploit that. But no, the balance is, is pretty impressive. You know, they have three different kids over 50 yards a game receiving, uh, you know, obviously Adam Jones, you know, his numbers and what he does productivity wise, you know, he's one of the best in the state. There's no doubt. He's a very, very talented kid, but you know, then the Curtis kid behind him is, is running the ball extremely well. Uh, you know, the Allen quarterback is, is managing the game well and, and, and really taking advantage of, of some things downfield when he gets an opportunity. And, and he's a very good athlete too. You know, he does some really great, good things with his feet and, and, and again, to me, you know, when you look at them offensively, you just you have to be so sound against them because they are, you know, they're they're so multiple and so dynamic with a lot of great playmakers out there that you've got to account for all of them that do what shit does. It makes it it makes it difficult to game plan for. Dave Broadhead, Helena High, joining us here on Nuana's Now ESPN Radio. And last question, then, Coach, what are the keys for your team on Friday night? Well, I, I you know I just kind of touched on it. We. You have to be disciplined. You have to be disciplined in a game like this. You know, any mistakes, self-inflicted mistakes, you know, can be catastrophic for you. So that's been a big point of emphasis for us. You know, and then you you have to finish. You have to finish drives. If you get the ball down in the red zone, you've got to score. You know, it's got to be a touchdown game. It can't be a a field goal kicking contest for you. You know, you've got to find a way to, to punch the ball in when you get a chance. And then you've got to, you know, also understand that it's a, it's a field position thing. It's it's something that, you know, you can't go out and win the game on one play. You've got to take care of business every time you get the get the ball and defensively you gotta find a way to get stops. You know, you've got to limit limit big plays, you know, win the turnover margin, all these things that, that every, you know, every coach at every level talks about, but especially in a big game like this against a, a talented roster, you know, you you've got to do those things to give yourself a chance. 
Coach, thanks so much for the time today. Welcome back anytime, and best of luck on Friday. Uh, but in the meantime, be well, and thanks so much for joining us. Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all you do for uh, for AA football in Montana. It's awesome. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Radio. Sometimes when I can't come up with a song for this, <laughs> I just type in a word and see what comes up first. Your word right now is sandwiches because we're about to give you some free tagliere in just a minute. The first song that comes up when you type in sandwiches on Spotify is that song. <laughs> Gotta love it. Little talking heads for you on your Tuesday. Hope you're having a phenomenal week. Uh, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. We're kind of up against it. So, right now, call us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number two, we got a $25 gift card for you to Taglieri Deli. They got the best sandwiches in the state of Montana. They also have a delicious uh, old country wine selection and select Italian goods. I love getting my olive oils there as well. Specialty pastas and the like, but the sandwiches are what keep you coming back. Call number 2 888 We got a $25 gift card for you to Tagliari Deli, located there on the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. Our Treasure State Stars features a variety of standouts from across the state. It's presented by Parkside Credit Union of Montana. Parkside Credit Union, one of the best places to get a loan in western Montana because Parkside Credit Union Loves to say yes. Treasure State star number one, it's Patrick O'Connell. He's a senior outside linebacker for the Montana Grizzlies. Earlier this week, he was named the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week. Two and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, nine total tackles in Montana's 49-14 win over Indiana State. Two out of three so far. Two, three weeks this year, two Defensive Players of the Week uh, for the Montana Grizzlies uh, in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, so as advertised, maybe even better than advertised, um, good performance, though. I, I think Patrick O'Connell, not only deserving of that award, but um, a front runner to be sure uh, for the um, Buck Buchanan Award and the Big State Conference Defensive Player of the Year, which he was the preseason uh, award winner of. Speaking of Defensive Players of the Year, the Big State Conference Defensive Player of the Year a year ago, Troy Anderson of Montana State on Sunday made his first. Highlight real play in the NFL. He blocked the punt for the Atlanta Falcons. They lost to the Los Angeles Rams. But a huge play for Troy. And also a cool moment before the game. Daniel Hardy, Lance McCutcheon, who both play for the Rams and were Troy's classmates and teammates at Montana State. They, uh, all three, had a picture. Hardy and McCutcheon were inactive for the game, but still three guys on last year's team playing in one NFL game. Uh, that's pretty cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Thursday star number three. How about Zach Perrin and McKenna Morley, a couple in-state products who then went on to run at Colorado. And this last weekend, they ran the Montana Marathon course in Billings. It was a half marathon, and it's on soil. 
the records had stood for almost 40 years in that in those races. But Zach Perrin and McKenna Morley each broke those records. The record was formerly held by Jim Hatcher, and it had stood since uh, 1982, and Debbie Ronig, and it had stood since 1984. Zach Perrin runs one hour, four minutes, and 43 seconds. McKenna Morley runs one hour, nine minutes, and 48 seconds. So a couple new records in uh, in on records that have stood for 40 years. Pretty darn impressive. Charter State star number four. How about a pair of Grizzlies who scored their first career touchdowns, both of them Montana products. Ryan Simpson, a Bozeman High School graduate, he caught a touchdown for Montana against Indiana State. Colter Janicaro, a Missoula Big Sky product, he rushed for a touchdown uh, against Montana or uh, against Indiana State. Uh, so congratulations to those guys getting on the board. Charter State star number five, Tom Carter. He's a senior at Helena Capital, a two-way player. And he's rushed for two touchdowns and also had a 50-plus yard receiving touchdown as well. As Capital rolled past Missoula Big Sky, Capital is 4-0 this year and off to a great start. Treasure State start number six, Tyson Bowder. He's the quarterback for Hamilton High School. Andrew caught up with him uh, earlier today. We will play that for you later on this week. Uh, but he is off to a great start, and uh, Hamilton's off to a great start as well, 4-0 so far this season. And Treasure State star number seven, it's Camelia Zoo. She is the uh, Big Sky Conference. Uh, is it Andrew? Is it Defensive Player of the Week or Goalkeeper of the Week? Is there two separate awards in the Big Sky? Either way, Camelia Zoo won a, a weekly award. But what is the de- definition of this award? It's just Defensive Player of the Week, so all goalkeepers and defenders eligible. And she remains the, the best goalkeeper in uh, the Big Sky. And uh, it's amazing the run of goalkeepers that Montana's had. And uh, I think in soccer more than any other sport. I mean, it's like they saying. Football, if you got a quarterback, you got a chance. If you got a goalie, you definitely got a chance in soccer, right? I mean, she's got them at least. I mean, Montana was in it with everybody during their non conference because she's such a good goalie. Yep, and one of her best weekends of the year. It's her seventh Big Sky Defensive Player of the Week award in, in what, Coulter, a season and a half? We're not right. even in the conference play yet. The Grizz had one of their toughest games of the non conference. Uh, early this weekend against Boise State, had to go to Boise State, face 13 shots. Camelia Zoo made five saves all in the second half to get a 0-0 draw. And then Sunday, the 3-0 win over North Dakota State. Not so much going on for her in that one, but she had to make a really good save in the first half, coming out on a ball that was dropping into the box, making herself big, really good. Uh, courageous save there. So uh, good weekend for her, and she's back to winning Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Player of the Week awards. And certainly probably a front runner for the Defensive Player of the Year as well. So there you go. That's your Treasure State Stars for the week. It's presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union, a great place to get a loan in Western Montana because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. A business angle with Justin Angle and a Missoula Paddleheads season recap. Plus maybe Tommy Evans swings in as well. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, 
your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.